a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Slickwash, and of course the folks at Alpine Star. Uh, so the other day, ah, uh, probably three weeks ago, uh, this is Steve Mathis, by the way. Um, three weeks ago, I I went dirt bike riding in the morning and then mountain biking at night or in the afternoon, and I was talking to Kiefer about it, and he was like, man, you're, you're, you're on it or something. And I said, yeah, I'm extreme, bro. I live my life extreme and making a joke. And then he goes, don't be Dale Davis. No, he, he said, easy Dale Davis, easy Dale Davis. And I'm like, Wow, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Uh, Dale Davis was the owner of Extreme Gear back in the day, in the mid-90s, early 90s. And uh, I worked for some teams and riders that, that wore Extreme, and I had some, some stuff myself. And I'm sure if you're of a certain age, you remember the T-shirts and the gear and everything else. And Kiefer, that was a nice pull by him, by the way. It made me really laugh. And so I started, I'm like, what is Dale Davis doing now? Like, what, what's going on with Dale Davis? And, and I'd met him once, I think. Um, and Kiefer was like, I don't know. And then next a week later, Kiefer's like, dude, Dale Davis is a designer at 60 Helmets. And I'm like, come on. And, and I had no idea. I didn't know anything about this. So, yeah, I said, let's, let's, let's call him up and do a podcast. And, and so here it is. Um, uh, Dale Davis talking about uh, his early roots at MS Racing and then starting Extreme and then ending that and a, a little bit about his work at 60 and everything else. Really cool brand. Real cool guy. Nice guy. Uh, I was happy to do it with him. And um yeah, that's how it all started. That was the genesis of this podcast with Dale Davis, was Kiefer saying, don't be Dale Davis. Or you're Dale Davis. I, I, I'm screwing, screwing the story up anyways. But but yeah, that's where it all started. So uh, thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Please check them out on the web. Formula Helmet is out now. Blake Baggett. Zach Osborne. Wearing Fly Racing, just among uh, many other racers. Speaking of gear, it's great stuff. And uh, the folks at Fly uh, have the 2019 and a half kinetic mesh out now. It's hot right now. It's summer. Get this stuff. It's amazing cooling. Uh, so please check that out. And also, um, thanks to Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. I love the Tech 7s. Uh, they're a little cheaper boot. They don't have the booty in them. I feel like they fit so well, uh, especially, especially your wide feet. I have really wide feet. I love the Tech 7s. Slick Wash. Use the code Steve at SlickWash.com. Three-step wash process. It's got the foam gun. It's got the uh, sprayer. It's got the, the liquid. It's got the degreaser stuff. And the Monster Energy Pro Circuit uses it as well. Uh, Maxxis Tires MXST, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Catanzaro. Uh, if you're looking for a set of tires and you've overlooked Maxxis in the past, circle back around, everybody. Check out Maxxis. Also, mountain bike tires from Maxxis are amazing. So thank you to Maxxis for making it happen. 
All right, let's get into uh, Dale Davis here and uh, get his story and everything else. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Chris Kiefer for the inspiration. All right, now in this podcast I'm excited about for the Fly Racing Racer X show here on uh, on racerxonline.com, presented by Maxis Slick Wash and the folks at Alpine Stars. Uh, somebody that uh, I haven't thought of for a long, long time. And uh, like I said in the intro, uh, Chris Kiefer talked about it. And uh, we'll get right into it here. Uh, the owner, founder of Extreme Gear, uh, motocross gear back in the day, Dale Davis. What's up, Dale? How are you, man? Hey, good, Steve. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thanks for this walk down memory lane. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so what's up with you now? What's going on with Dale Davis nowadays, 2019? Well, I am a head designer, if you will, over at 60 Helmets. Um, I've always been independent, uh, freelance, commercial artist in the motorcycle industry, fortunate enough to be able to work in the motorcycle industry. And uh my latest uh, gig is working with the guys at 6D Helmets and working on the designs, graphics, advertising, uh, all the fun stuff. And and so you're still in the motor- motorcycle industry, which is really cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you. I mean, to, to have done it, I literally started right out of high school. I started working with Malcolm Smith Products and doing their graphics and, and uh, again, all the fun stuff. I always, I always call it the fun stuff because when I show up, I've, as an independent, I kind of, you know, go out and see the clients. And when I show up, you know, everybody wants to be a part of the fun stuff, the graphics, the advertising, the packaging, yep. the product design. You know, it's the, it's the opposite of the accounting department. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> a good point. It is absolutely pure entertainment. And to be able to do it, you know, I've always been a motorcycle rider and an off-road guy. Uh-huh. And to be able to make a living doing it with these companies and uh, is just, it, you can't say enough. I know people say... You know, it's not work when you do what you love, but it is absolutely true. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And and I I love talking to guys like yourself and, and going down memory lane. And, and it's cool that I get paid for to do this stuff, too, because, you know, it's just fun to, to reminisce and talk about, you know, companies like, you know, like what Extreme was and everything else. So um, I... I like I like what's going on in the helmet industry right now, and obviously the guys at 60 uh, really kind of started it a few years ago. But you look at Fly; they just released this Formula helmet. Fox just came out with their helmet. Uh, I love these companies that are really looking at helmets. You know the the 50 year old design that we used to have in helmets, and they're looking at them in a fresh new way with new technology, and and everybody's got their own thing, and the MIPS is still out there. Uh, I love that we're looking at helmets again, and we're trying to make them safer. And again, the sixty guys kind of kind of pioneered that a few years ago. So you know what? I, cool. I I give them I give them all the credit. You know that Bob. I, I don't know if uh, well, I'm sure you know Bob Weber. And yeah, yeah. I, I know. I I knew Bob way back in the day when he was with White Brothers when he first came out to California, and I go way back with Robert Reisinger. Um, Robert is the lead engineer and the technical side of it. And uh, the two of them got together on the project. I knew Robert back when it was Mountain Cycle. I don't know if you know him that far no, back. No, um, but he, he had his own mountain bike company, um, brought kind of pioneering suspension. Anyway, the two guys together, absolutely the perfect team, having a moto background, engineering background. But uh, really, really excited. I, when, yeah. when Bob first showed it to me, I, I knew this was going to be a, an absolute game changer for the industry. Yep. And hopefully hopefully for industries beyond just motorcycles. Yeah, which is, absolutely. You know, which right? is where yep. it's going now. I mean, I, they've already got 
I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, but I think they've already got some uh, football interest and some stuff going that direction. So yeah, I saw they won a really, really exciting. Yeah, they won a um, a grant, right? Uh, something with a grant. Uh, yeah, to develop yeah. A helmet. The, the yeah. NFL, the NFL puts together this annual program and invites um, competitors or companies with engineering ideas all around the world mm-hmm. to compete. And yeah, they won the Head Health Challenge, and it's a big deal. It was a mm-hmm. really big deal. So that's cool. Inter- introduce them to some other players yeah. in that industry and uh looks like yeah. the the first um fruits of that are coming to coming to fruition uh so are you an independent contractor for that kind of stuff do you do anything for yeah. any other companies yeah i've always been independent um which is really nice it's 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 been i mean i've worked with some fantastic companies but to be an independent contractor is really fun because you you know you get to work with multiple companies mm-hmm. like i said right out of high school um, I had the awesome, I mean, just totally unique opportunity to work with Malcolm Smith products right. and, uh, um, back in the day. I don't know if you know any of those guys, but no, no, an I mean, awesome team to I know, work with. I know the gear and everything, obviously, from back in the day. So so if you're out, Dale, um, riding, or, or, or do you ride much? Do you have, what do you do? Do you have an off-road yeah, bike? I, or, I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm up here in Lake Arrowhead. I'm up okay. in the mountains. So, yep. you know, it, I, I moved up here with my family when I was in started high school and it was just a dream come true because you know back then you know you had to go out to saddleback or load your bike in the truck from orange county and drive all the way out to the desert so up here you can go right out of your back door and go as far and as long as you want so i've always been into off-roading and trail riding and so the the light you you must have seen some old extreme stuff still out there oh yeah it's really fun how cool is that really fun (laughs) Well, well one of our big one of our biggest um proponents i mean chaparral was just a great great um ally for uh-huh. us and and so we're right here in the san Bernardino mountains right above chaparral so everything sold out of chaparral basically is all the tra- you see all the yeah. trails up here so <laughs> yeah for years and years it was it was extreme gear which was pretty cool yeah yeah you're sitting there you're like oh hey look at that, look at that guy with, with one of my jerseys or, or whatever it is yeah. you know um, oh, yeah, every now and then yeah. every now and then that flag helmet will go by that was one of our biggest hits with the, oh was that, it yeah uh, helmet, that helmet with the flag design yeah oh that's cool um yeah absolutely some some really cool stuff a br- super bright colors um i worked for ty birdwell a privateer for a couple of years he wore it i worked for pj1 team uh with button and kalos and keeney and they wore it and and i have some of the jerseys here still hanging on my wall and everything else. Yeah, and, and, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's really really cool that the the stuff and I think it's it's kind of underrated a little bit um, for how good it looked. The colors were so bright back then. Um, you know, like I just not a lot of people talk about extreme. You know, it's AXO, it's it's JT, it's Fox, and, and rightfully so. Those companies are iconic, but. You're kind of under the radar cool uh, for gear companies. Yeah, well, well, thank you. That's funny of you to say. I mean, we always looked at ourselves as the underdog. I mean, no question that back in the day, JT were the kings, right. and then Axo stepped in. Right about the time we formed, Axo were the – I mean, they were the guys. And Jim Hale and the guys were, were killing it, and they were the players. But, um, you know, we, so we kind of looked at ourselves as like the um, – the privateer, you know, the working yeah. class rider yep. apparel, but uh, kind of coming in, uh, coming in grassroots, and we didn't have the advertising budget and the dollars for all the uh-huh. top guys and top teams. But uh, no, we we really, really right out of the gate, we're we're so well accepted by the industry and the media and uh, and all the players. Yeah. I mean, we were really we it, were really happy, dude. It is how, so so well received and got in there really quick do you still have some stuff sitting in bags and everything? i talked to sir wall for a no fear story i did a while ago and he's like i got so much stuff still 
<laughs> I wish I did. I, it's so funny. I wish I did. I was thinking of pulling some stuff out, you know, when you called for this. And I thought, uh, let me go look. But it's like, man, over the years, it's been gone through. I, I really don't. <laughs> I thought I would. I, yeah, you should have kept some stuff. I've got gear bags full of gear, but not, you know, I don't have any of the original stuff. I don't have any stuff that goes back. Yeah, know? yeah, right. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, you look at the stuff now, and, and yours isn't the only company, but... It is amazing that these guys wore that jersey. Tight cuffs, tight collars. The color and the 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 print on numbers are so heavy. The material heavy. is thick oh, cotton. Yeah. Like like what yeah. is our what very is, first ones? Our very first ones. I mean, we wanted to we wanted one hundred percent cotton. You know, and yeah. but man, the heavy weight. And then we were doing them here. That was before even a lot of companies were first taking the sublimated stuff yep. offshore. Mm-hmm. We were doing them here. We're full printing those things, and they. <laughs> Yeah, they think a pant jersey weighs as much as the pants, practically. It was oh, crazy. It's crazy the guys wore that at Troy, Ohio, or any of these nationals back east. You're just like, holy shit. But I guess they used exactly. to use you know non-laminate tear-offs, right, also. And now you look through <laughs> non-laminates, and you're like, what? I can't even see. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's super cool to do this. Um, let's, let's get in the time machine and go back. Now, I, I'm thinking you're from San Diego or Carlsbad. Well, you got a great, yeah, you're okay. right on. Carlsbad, the company was um, always run right. We literally were, were in view of Carlsbad Raceway. Okay, all in, right. In fact, we had a fun day. I remember the day Doug Henry brought the four-stroke out when they first, when they were literally testing that, that um, YZ 400 that he rode um, in the Nationals before, he, before they went public, and we could hear it. Okay. You can yeah. literally hear it from our backyard, <laughs> yeah. from the from the warehouse. We we all walked out and was like, "What the heck is that?" Because there's nothing rev like that, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a four-stroke dirt bike. Sounds like a you know, sounds like a street bike. Yeah, yeah, you're like you're like that's not an XR 600. Like that's not yeah. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. Remember the TTs they yep. convert, you know, White Brothers conversion. Yeah, like, yeah, that ain't that. Yeah. Whatever that is, that ain't that. You know, yeah. and then with Doug Henry riding it, it's like going up the you know up the hills in Carlsbad. You could literally hear it a mile away, and you knew it was something different. Right. Um, yeah. Isn't it crazy how they used to have the World Four Stroke Championships and. Dogger would show up and Ron, and Pro Tech Yamahas and, and White Brothers and, and like everyone was like, look at those things. They'll never race those things. They're garbage. Those four strokes. <laughs> uh, exactly. Anyway, backing up. Yeah. Like, that's why we ended up in Carlsbad. We started um, with my partner and I, Bill Luck. He was one of the um, top salesmen for Malcolm Smith products, and okay. that's where he and I met. All right. On one of the one of the many company rides that Malcolm would put on. And uh, he and I became close friends. And when we, so we started, well, he, our, our deal was I'm going to do all the product design and, mm-hmm. and uh, graphics and advertising like I do for everybody. And he's going to run the company basically. And he's saying, well, I'm in Carlsbad. So why don't we set up in Carlsbad? So okay, that's where, where we went. Where did you grow up then? Where were you from originally? I'm from, I'm originally in um, California native, like Bill, where I'm in um Southern California and Orange County. Oh, okay, so you're Orange County guy. Yep, yep. Moved up to Lake Arrowhead when my family moved up here. And like I said, great place to grow up and go to school with snow skiing and water skiing and motorcycling and off-roading and, you know, just a just a heaven for somebody who's into dirt bikes. Right, right. Um, so you, uh, growing up, you, did you race moto, or were you an off-road guy? Were you into moto? No, and, just, and, yeah. you know, just a little of everything. You know, growing up in Orange County, you have, all you've got really is saddlebacks. Right. 
you know, and then and some and some fields that you get run out of, and then you know, and then desert. So did a lot of our upper desert, Apple Valley, and yep. you know, and and Atlanto and stuff, and so right. and then trail riding up here. So just a little bit of everything. Okay, Bill was big, has always been a big Baja fan, so we'd we'd make runs down to Baja too. So just a little bit of everything. Okay, so um, so you get a job at Malcolm Smith designing. Yeah, yeah. right. Literally, right out of right out of high school. Um, what year is this? Reed, what are we talking? What, what years? Gosh, holy smokes! Are we talking like Guy Cooper? Oh, we're talking oh, way before <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, Guy Guy Cooper. No, Guy we Guy Cooper was a great story. Working with guys like Guy Cooper. Working with Jeremy when he was yeah. when he was literally an amateur. You know, riding yeah. Mammoth Mountain. Um, that was really cool. I mean, that was what a neat experience to get to see these guys coming up. Yeah. Buddy Antonez when he was a kid, you know, it's like Danny Stevenson wore it. Yeah, Danny wore it. Dan- Danny yeah. Stevenson, exactly. We got to work with some really neat guys. It was such a great experience because Malcolm was the little guy. You know, they were the odd man out. Right. At was just killing it and had all the top riders. You know, Malcolm would you know, kind of come in the back door and say, hey, what, you know, find the find the new young guys coming up. Right, right. Like, like Guy Cooper, perfect example. Uh-huh. As soon as he made it, you know, Honda brought him on and said, hey, you're going to wear Honda line gear, you know. Yeah. We did that with Mickey Diamond. Yep. You know, he, he was, he's riding for us when he was on Husky. He's riding Honda line when he went to Honda. Yeah. You know? So did you, were you the guy that changed it into MS Racing and, and did that line? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Exactly. Yeah. So they came to me and they wanted, you know, said, hey, let's, you know, let's design some gear. But up until that point, it was it was basically being driven by function, yep. and not you know, I mean, form yeah. form following function, if you will. It was all about um, off road gear, and they're going, hey, why don't we you know give this stuff some look and some style and you know go a different right. direction. So, okay, so again, this, just a great team to be a part of. This makes sense because that you're a designer and you did that line, and then if people remember. You guys had some cool ads that you were probably a big part of, like well, I, yeah. I thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're you're going back, but we actually did win. Um, the, the dealers voted. There was deal in dealer news, and we won best con, um, consumer advertising or dealer advertising because we only dealt direct with the dealers, not consumers. But uh-huh. um, we had dealer best dealer advertising best. Um, um, dealer catalog, and then a year later, when we went co- to consumers with our gear, we got we won be- for best consumer um, advertising, and then actually one year, I think the same or the next, we won for best uh, product design. So I was really proud to be a part of all of those. Yeah, all, of those uh, all white backgrounds, and then chicks like Danny next to a chick, or or yeah, uh, Ty Davis sitting yeah. on a Suzuki, or Brian Manley. Manley, yeah, Manley was yeah, Manley was all over that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 taking those guys. Yeah, I think one of our chicks dig it. You know, a white background. You were, yeah, you you would definitely remember. You're going back, but yeah, yeah, that was some. Those some were cool ads, stuff. right? Those were cool yeah. ads. And uh, oh, you had Keith Bowen too, running the stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. Keith Bowen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was Factory Yamaha. At the time. Right, right. So, no, we had we had some guys. It was it was a really fun time. But um, yeah, neat neat team to work with. Total total motorcycle heads. Everybody in the building. Yeah, like I said, we do company rides. Just a just a tremendous team and a great place for me to learn how the industry works because it's all first class. I mean, yeah. they did it right. Everything they touched, it was it was either going to be the best and and done right or not done. And uh, really neat opportunity for both. Like you said, my partner Bill yeah. and I. That's how we. That's where we learned the industry. And so when we started, you know, we had we had uh, a great education. 
Yeah, well, it's cool. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I did not know you had anything to do with that, but it does make sense leading into Extreme that you did those ads with the chicks and and they were exactly. kind of stylish. I mean, yeah, yeah now, you know, now it's, it's coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah, you can see the nucleus for what Extreme yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, was Malcolm well, they, was Malcolm around much in those days? Was he a hands on guy? Would you would you uh, to prove everything f- for that? Or? Absolutely, yep. absolutely, really, really fun. It was a really neat Tim Jimmy Lewis. Um, Wayne Cornelius, um, Gary Dreen, and Malcolm Smith. Okay. Um, and they were they were, the four of them were were all took different. They all had different uh, responsibilities: mm-hmm. product design, sales t- management, um, internal management. And yeah. you know, Malcolm was definitely back in the back in the early days when I was on board. It was definitely hands on, and, yeah. and everybody looked at everything, and you know everybody everybody literally tested each product and. Yeah, just a again a great team, great learning experience for me. Yeah, absolutely. So what? So you meet Bill Luck there, and you decide to go into partners into Extreme. Uh, a, um, what was that like? Deciding to leave Malcolm Smith and breaking the news to him and saying, "Hey, I'm actually going to be your competitor." And B, what was the name? What was up with the name Extreme? What else? What else uh, was in the running? Well, you know, a couple things. Let me back up just okay. one step on that. Before we go there, again, I credit so much of my experience to, to start with Malcolm was just a godsend for me because not only was I working with them, but as a distributor, they worked with everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, Malcolm, their company worked with all the best. I mean, they introduced Alpine Stars to the U.S. Oh, you did know, they really? They, okay. they, brought a, yep. they brought a Cherubis to the U.S. You know, they're... They just so I got the opportunity to work with Alpine Stars and design for them and, and a Cherubis and do their catalogs and Pro Circuit and um, uh, who else? I mean, just yeah. just great companies like that. White Brothers, you know, from Malcolm Smith, I went on to White Brothers and did their stuff for years. Oh, so okay. Just, if if I hadn't been with you know with, with Malcolm for all those years, I wouldn't have met all those great companies. And sure. great people. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so you went, had that opportunity. You left Malcolm for White Brothers. Well, well, here's what happened. So okay. anyway, then to follow up with your yeah. question, um, it was really easy to leave Malcolm because Tucker Rocky bought him at the time. Ah, okay. All right. So going back in time, Tucker Rocky purchased Malcolm Smith products. This, this is this is kind of the beginning of the big distributor. You know, mm-hmm. the parts unlimited, yeah. the, yep. the 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 Tucker Rocky, um, and. Um, Bill and I both were going, well, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to stay or do we want to, you know, do we want to stay with this new, larger, much more corporate structure um, that, you know, we both said, wait, you know, let's, let's go do our own thing. So it wasn't, it wasn't leaving Malcolm as much as it was just, uh, it was kind of the right time. Right, right. Um, So so. it really wasn't like, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to take you down or anything. It was wasn't exactly. like that, right? Exactly. Um. So how and so how do you when do you start extreme? When does that happen? Like you leave White Brothers. So what year? What year is this? Like, that's like ninety one. Ninety one. So okay. I had a nice nice good run with Malcolm. We again great times. Watched him just grow like crazy from a little tiny, you know, single mm-hmm. building to this huge warehouse and. You know, just just a wonderful learning experience. Um, Bill and I are on a Baja ride on one weekend. Malcolm's going to sell. We're talking about the sale. We're going. What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, the Tucker Rocky had their own sales reps. It's for most territories, so yeah. they didn't need Malcolm's reps. So Bill, being one of the reps, is going. Well, I'm probably out of a job anyway. You know, what's yeah. your plan? Um, I and I for the name, I credit Bill 100 mm-hmm. percent. 
uh, being a moto guy, being a motorcycle guy, I'm I'm trying to come up with something that's a moto name all the way. You know, it's yep, got to yep. be about you know wide open or twisting the throttle something. something yeah, he, yeah. he came back with extreme, and at that time, it's so funny. At that time, there was nothing extreme. I mean, yeah, it, we were right before. What went nuts with the name? <laughs> with X Games so and all that, right? Like X Games, exactly. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, within a year, the X Games come out. People were calling, thinking it was us. You know, they're going, "Hey, <laughs> are you running this, or is this your deal?" It was pretty funny. Yeah. But he came up with it because we needed to transcend. We wanted to sell, you know, our shirts in the motorcycle shops, and they're selling street bikes and ATVs and jet skis. So he's going, "Hey, we need something that." that transcends not just motorcycling, but yeah. all the active sports. Yeah. So I give him the credit. It's my logo. It's my design, but yep. the name was totally him. Um, so, nah, it's interesting. In so in a great one, how do you source out, uh, making your jerseys and pants and everything? That's what you started out with, right? T-shirts, jerseys, pants, right? right? Well, we, well, it's so funny. We started t-shirts and we had seen the battles that, that Malcolm's had had to go on, go through with apparel. So when we first started, we were, we were totally, we were scared to death of apparel. It's oh, like, okay. Man, All you're, right. Because yeah. you're competing in the big league. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like yeah. you're trying to compete against guys like Axo, you know, mm-hmm. and Fox and and um, um, and JT at the time. And like I said, they've got the big dollars. And we watched, you know, we watched those writers like Mickey Diamond and yep. Guy Cooper that you know you bring up, and then as soon as they as soon as they got a factory ride, they were gone because yep. of the money. So right. it's like, well, let's just be good with our T-shirts and call that. Good. Oh, okay. All right. So that was the early. Yeah, so that was our plan. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the the t-shirts just rocked right out of the gate. It was just, it was really fun. I mean, it was just a fun ride. The very first trade show we went to, motorcycle um, show, the dealer response was just, just over the top. So, oh, nice. And th- and this is yeah. the, these are the days where like, yeah, you you made some serious money on t-shirts. The margins was big. <laughs> margins were good. Yeah. Dealers were moving them like crazy. Right. Right. We, we were we kind of hit on something new um, because you know our our whole thing was um, you know the, we're enthusiasts and we're selling into an enthusiast market. You know, I, one of our earliest ads, probably with Racer X, probably what I think our very very earliest ad said because motorcycle riders shouldn't have to wear surf shirts. Right, right. Because <laughs> at the time, all there were were you know hang tin surf shirts or yep. whatever. Right, right. And so, you know, it's like, wait a minute, why, why, is, you know, why are the only T-shirts out there in, in any kind of store environment, you know, yep. a surf logo? So we, that's what, that was our whole theme. And so, you know, guys, of course, immediately, you know, motorcycle guys immediately liked what we were saying. Oh, yeah. They were all saying yeah. the same thing they're saying. Yeah, yeah. And you want to, you want to, it's a little bit of a cult. It's a bit of a cult thing, riding, riding and racing a motorcycle, and you want people to know that that's what you do, you know? Exactly. And, and Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's it's totally unique to itself. Exactly. Who else can relate to it than, other, than somebody who rides mm-hmm. a motorcycle? Um, so, so did you did your early T-shirts, and I don't know that I'm getting all my years mixed up and everything else. Did the early ones feature a lot of the chicks in string bikinis and oh, stuff? Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. girls the girls absolutely rock, which was a big part of Racer X because yep. some of the other magazines wouldn't run our stuff. You right. Know? Or, yeah. yep. You know, it's like they would, they would literally um, – What's the word I'm looking for? They would edit out. They would put a black bar there. Yeah, like a black censor bar. They'd censor it. That's the word I was looking for. They would would censor. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, we, the way, 
my partner Bill and I always looked at it. It's like, well, we're not going to put anything on here that you can't see on a beach in Southern California. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um, we're guys. We like girls. We like girls in bathing suits. <laughs> well, you know, where's the problem? So, did, did you uh, did you draw that, or was that off a photo shoot, or did you just draw? Yeah. It? No, no. I no, everything was. I did all the illustration. Okay. Now, sometimes we, you know, we had. If you remember, we started to. We had our calendars and stuff, which were pretty popular because yep. of the oh, girls. Yep. So everybody got to know us from the girls. Yeah. But you know, actually, some of our our most popular shirts um, were never didn't have anything on it, but but the X, verbiage, the X logo or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and just from what we're talking about, one of the earliest ones um, that we had really big success with was um, she can have the rest of the house. Oh yeah, that that's one, right. Yeah, you remember all yeah. the toys in yeah. the garage? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like every guy can relate to having you know the mountain bike and the go kart and the yeah. jet ski and the you know a, two, three, four different dirt bikes and a street bike. You know, so there was, and of course, there, what guy couldn't relate to that? Because you know, it's like, yeah. you know, he he's paying every month on his home mortgage, but all he cares about is the garage. There was one with a girl washing the bike, and uh, exactly, she, she it had, says if you if you find a girl willing to wash your bike, marry her. Yeah, so, she had a bikini top on and a hose, of course, and of course. <laughs> but okay, but you're and so you're really. Soap. So you're a really talented uh, artist. Like, never mind the design fact of things. Like, art, artist drawing something, drawing a human being, drawing a girl, yeah. A, yeah. a motorcycle. Yeah. These are all things that you you're obviously God gifted with, huh? Exactly, and that's the way I define it. It's it's not me. It it's God given talent. It it's it's come out of my right hand since I was old enough to have a crayon in my hand. And, really, huh? And it's just whole, yeah, your whole life. Like there. so, so just cartoons or superheroes or anything you would draw you doodle your whole life that kind of stuff exactly i grew up with comic books in fact superheroes comic books were my tool for training on how to draw i mean literally but yeah, yeah my parents would say it from the from the earliest they can remember you know i could entertain myself for hours just give me a pencil and a yeah, piece of paper and oh. i could just go but I'm yeah so, I'm a, always been there that talent's always been there and, uh, yeah i'm envious of that because i don't have that i can't play a guitar i can't draw i can't have that side of the brain and be and, and do anything like that. But I had a couple of buddies that could just. I'm like, how are you drawing this right now? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just drawing it. And you're just exactly. Like, it just yeah. it just comes out of your right hand. It really is an amazing. I, I'm very fortunate, and did, and have, like I said, I've had that from from as far back as I can remember. Yeah. Now, did you ever maybe think about going in the comic book world if you were into it a lot? Did you? Think you about know, I, I was, I was, but you know, when you're when you're 16, there's nothing more important than your dirt bike. So that kind of right, that kind of right, went that direction. Right, right. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. So yeah, I, I didn't know if those were like, and, and again, maybe this is this makes me sound like an idiot, but I didn't know if those were like you pose for a photo and then you transpose the photo onto a t-shirt somehow. Well, well, I, well no, you are you not at all. Oh. Okay. Don't think that way at all, because it it started it started all artwork, but it's evolved now. I mean, a lot of our later stuff in later years were actually photographed that was in a halftone process printed on the shirt. Different okay. printing process, right. a lot more involved, but the printing process also evolved. And so, no, in our later years, we would use photography. It's just all the early stuff was yep. all hand illustrated, right. and um, then most of our later stuff was was a was a, a sublimated process so it was using photography so you've seen both so okay. that's uh, to 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 maybe clear up some of the confusion yeah so what was the what was the edgiest shirt you did or one what was one that didn't see the light of day that you thought should have or was there one that comes to mind that <laughs> no, no, no no we you know we Bill and I'd sit and go through each shirt and okay. one of the keys to our success was coming out with new stuff all the time uh -huh. and that's one of the things you know we both looked at and said you know what 
you know, other people can copy us, but we, but we're the creators, so we can do whatever we want. So we'd we'd come up with a new design every month, and and being moto guys, we'd get our inspiration from you know anywhere from yep. riders, from sales reps, from from family, friends, after you know, parties, like after parties you've been to. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're, I mean, in this industry, there's there's no limitation for for material. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Right. Each month. We'd sit down each month and, and go, okay, what you know, what's what's a good idea for sure? What have we done? What haven't we done? One of our most popular was, I think, one of our earliest ones too, and it's not really an, an original idea. The one that said she's leaving, and yep. you've heard this before. It says if I go motorcycle riding one more time, yeah. she's going to leave. She's going to leave me. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss her. Well, you know, you've seen that for fishing. Yep. I think it had been done, you know, for baseball or something. Yeah. But again, it's no more applicable. And for motorcycling, did, there's nothing better. No, you know? did, and then, did, of course, for an extreme shirt, we throw a girl on there, and you know we've got yeah. a formula. Did uh, <laughs> did any of the OEMs ever come down on you for for the bikes and stuff? They never really had. Yeah, their, yeah. Their, yeah. As a matter of fact, we did. We we actually we did. Um, we we were fortunate enough to work with Scott Summers. I don't know if you remember yep. when he oh, was yeah. doing the off road stuff. He was one of the pioneers on a four stroke again with Honda. Um, so that one was legal. We actually worked with with. Um, Scott and did a you know a promo shirt for him that he could sell and and help okay. build his team. But but I we did do one. I think it was one of our garage ones. I said she can have the rest yep. of the house. And one of the bikes in the garage had the Honda wing on the tank. Oh, you know, an XR, yeah, yeah. <laughs> XR. Yeah, we get a we get a letter. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like really um, guys, come on, you you really. You're really going to crack down on us for having a Honda in the garage. I mean, I can make it a Kawasaki if you'd rather. I mean, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, I, yeah, so, I, I could imagine. So, so, what are you doing? And take, and, the, take the wing off and go back to work. You know, it's like, right. it's like, okay. I, I mean, we're again, we're the little guys. We're not about to fight with them. It's like, it's it's your it's your logo. It's your trademark. So, no problem. We'll just take it off and move on. What are you uh, What are you selling in t shirts at this time when you first start? Like, what do you remember? Do you remember any numbers? Is it, was it? Gosh, Bill Bill was the numbers guy. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Bill's running the business every day. Right. But I mean, we were we were rocking. We we were up to like. I mean, I want to say we were doing like. Gosh, I want to say. Um, Ten thousand shirts a month or something, oh, okay. crazy yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was awesome. Oh. I remember the first, you know, the order from the T-shirt guy is going, okay, can we do, you know, we're, I think the very first time he's going like two hundred. That's like two hundred. Yeah. I don't know if we could. Yeah, like I don't know about that. That's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And then he goes, okay, let's. You know, the starting order is five hundred. Like five hundred. <laughs> then I think you know, in another year or two, it's like, well, we're not doing less than a thousand because it's not worth starting. Yeah, to be reordering too soon, so. No, I think I, I don't know. That's Bill, but I we did, you know, we we grew it to a few million dollars. So yeah. you know, we had to be moving some T-shirts. But I think I think literally we were doing, you know, I think we were doing a hundred thousand shirts. Wow. You know, um, I think we got up to I think we got up to ten thousand shirts a month. So whose bright idea was it to start the gear? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me give you one more shirt idea. Yeah. Let me give you one more shirt. When you were asking, I thought of when you were asking where the ideas came from. Um, Chicken Chicken lived in Anaheim Hills, uh-huh. in Matasevich, yep. and uh, and I had an agency, just a little um, shop out in Upland for you know with the photo studio in the back and and uh, design studio in the front, mm-hmm. and so he would pick me up. Um, we'd go out to Glen Helen on Thursday open practice, day. right? And so he'd swing by and grab me, and we'd both. Um, we had loaded bikes in his truck here and, and head out to Glen Helen. 
And uh, we did that just a few times, not much, but just a few times before the season started because Glen Helen was so close by. And uh, we were going out there one time, and he said, um, and I don't know in what context, but he said, to be young and stupid, you must first, first to be old and wise, you must first be young and stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I said, what the heck? Where'd you come up with that? Yeah. He said, that's what my dad used to always tell me. And it's like, <laughs> perfect. I said, well, that's a T-shirt. I don't know if you... <laughs> that's what that's a perfect and it was a perfect extreme t-shirt and one of our top sellers for years and years chicken who knew chicken was uh was uh an inspiration <laughs> philosopher. yeah philosopher chicken um oh that's awesome uh so well yeah who starts the gear what happens there all right, all right. So we're we're sworn off gear. We've seen what's happening. Yeah, you're like, we forget it. The, right. Yeah, it's like there's no way because if we get somebody anyway, you know, Daxo's going to steal them or somebody is because you know Fox is going to buy them away from us anyway. Yep. We can't compete. Okay. Well, Paul Feed. You know, Paul Feed at Racetech. Oh yeah. Yep. So Paul Feed is is like a lot of the team guys. He's got a bunch of guys out at the track that he's helping, and he's going, hey, what if we did. You know, what if we did a jersey so I can give it to some of the guys I'm supporting and get some exposure out yep. there? Much like, you know, I say FMF in the day, you right, know, and, right. and some other things like that. It's like, all right, let's give it a try. So we we put basically a co-op kind of thing. We put Extreme on the sleeves, I think, and Race Tech on the chest and, you know, just did a pretty colorful, much like what our gear was going to look like. And uh, and it, it just took off, and it got such great response. And... People were going, hey, you know, the, the sales reps are going, come on, people want this. You know, they want, it, they want an extreme jersey because they love the, the brand, and the T-shirts are such a great driver for a brand. I mean, people, you know, knew us and liked us and wanted to be, you know, they wanted a, a product with their, with their logo on it. So mm. that's how it got started, the, the success of the race tech jersey. Yeah, and so you were like, oh, we got something here. Let's, let's start yeah, making gear. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks to Dale Davis on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. Race Tech Suspension. Please check them out. Race Tech Suspension and Motors. Use with Ben LeMay, Tyler Medaglia, and uh, many other guys. Mike Alessi as well. Racetech.com. Use the code PULP19 to save. Uh, so thanks to the Race Tech for making this happen. And, of course, Race Tech's got a little part of Dale Davis in starting the gear line. So as you heard in the podcast. So thanks to those guys as well. Get a discount. Get your suspension service. Get your motor work done. With the folks at Race Tech, thank you Alpine Stars, Slick Wash, and Maxis as well for coming on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. All right, back to Dale. Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, bright colors, uh, very square, like um, symmetrical shapes. I guess it was. Uh, it looked good together. Like it looked looked good. It was bright. Well, well, well thank you. And and it, that was not by accident. Again, yep. as a designer, if you you're probably too young to remember that far back. Or, or have lived it, but at the time, this was the cra- what I call a crazy time in gear. I mean, we had Dalmatian gear, yeah. we had confetti gear, uh-huh. we had gear, uh, we had gear that had barbed wire on it, we had gear that had polka dots, zebra, we had gear, zebra stripes, we had zebra, we had Dalmatian stripes, we had bricks. Do you remember the one that I think Wardy wore that looked yep. like bricks? Yeah, Cinesalo brick like, stuff, right? Yeah. Ah, it's like okay. We're going to make gear. We're going to make colors. We're not going to make patterns. We're going to make solid colors. Yeah. And, and we're going to make colors that are going to look awesome on the track. They're going to match the bikes. They're going to match the gear. I mean, all the gear is going to match. And, you know, we grew up in the Malcolm Smith environment. It was all dealer-driven. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it's really important because most of these companies, don't, they, don't grow, they grow up consumer-driven. 
And the difference is a dealer goes, well, that's great, but I can't stock 14 different styles of pants yeah. with, with barbed wire and Dalmatian. So we said, okay, let's come with four colorways. We got blue for Yamaha, green for Kawasaki, yellow for Suzuki, yep. and red for Honda. Yeah. I mean, how's that? So a dealer, no matter which brand he buys, can buy some gear. And if he wants to get crazy, he can even step out past his brand and buy some other gear, you know. But, yep. but we're not putting, you know, that was absolutely intentional. And I think the dealers really appreciated The sales reps appreciated it. And I think the consumers really liked it. You know, it was, it was really strong bold mm-hmm. block colors. Which is where we're kind of going now with the industry. I love what I, I was just going to say that it's come back around, hasn't it? Yeah, I really like it. I like what I see out there right now with the solid color gear and the, the solid pants. And yep. you know, it may not have all the flash, but man, it looks good on the certainly looks good on the track. Who uh, who made your stuff? Where'd you get it from? Who sourced all that? Well, out? well, interesting. Interestingly enough, we fought and fought to try and beat it, make it here in okay, the yeah, yeah. And it's just too much of a battle. I mean, unfortunately, as you you know, it, it, our industry, like so many industries, have all gone over offshore because the cost to produce here is just so high. The the, the material cost, the the sewing, you know, the printing. So we fought it for years and finally uh, ended up going offshore to you know a company that made it for several people. And and in, in retrospect, I mean, we should have done it right out of the jump. I mean, yep. we worked so hard to you know print with water-based inks here, so everything you know can be environmentally legal and you know, fight that fight, and like I said, right. it was just, um, it was battle. <laughs> so was Chicken one of your first guys or the Nolene guys? Well, Chicken actually all kind of happened at the same time. Did it? Time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, Chicken was one of our very first guys. It was funny how that, that's a fun story. Um, chicken had been um, with, do you remember the R.S. Tahichi guy? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, Tahichi. Yeah. <laughs> very short-lived. Yep. But um, with Chicken would just just um switched from kawasaki he got the he got the factory suzuki ride and man i had an inside line do you remember kenny jones yeah photographer yeah yeah, uh, yeah photographer kenny jones for those of you who don't know um kenny is just professional and met him at malcolm smith products learned his craft there he's at all the events so he's at every race of the year uh-huh. okay i'm doing work for pro circuit for mitch so i'm at pro circuit um one or two days a week and and I'm telling you, between Kenny going all the races and between Mitch at Pro Circuit, man, I knew everything that was going on. Right, and right. You want to you want to you want to be on the pulse of what's happening. Just stop in a Pro Circuit once a week. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the top guys are there. They're getting all the motor work done or suspension or whatever. Right. And teams. Well, so you hear. It was just such a huge advantage because you hear what's happening. And yep. so I don't know if it was Mitch. Somebody said, "Hey, Chicken's not getting paid." You right. know, it's like. What do you mean? Well, well, you know, the RST Hitchi deal's falling apart. Yeah. And the season's about, I mean, the season's going to start literally here, you know, in, in a couple of weeks, he's got nothing. And it's like, wow, that's, that's an, that's an awesome inside tip. It, it, so funny because I'm thinking, you know, with chickens, you know, he's, he, he was what, he just won a year, two years earlier, he yeah. just won the West Coast. Right, right, right. You know, and, and he was factory Kawasaki. So you're like, I can't afford and, this guy. There's just no exactly. way. Exactly. Right. There's no way we could do this guy. But it's the same thing. It's like, well, you know, when, you're, when your season's going to start in a couple of weeks and the guys who, who you just signed with for two years didn't pay you, yeah, things change. 
So, so you, I, you so I, did you I, know him already or no? Did you know him no, already? No, I don't. I don't really. No, I don't know him. I've seen him at Pro Circuit. We've done some photo. Again, this is that insider, yeah. that inside line. You know, we've done some ads, so I've seen him before. We've talked. Um, I don't really know him, but you know, he knows who I am, and I know who he is. Um, so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. Mitch gives me his number, and I'll go. I'll call him and go see him. You know, it's yep. like, and then let's let's find out. Let's find out if this is real. So, pretty funny side story. The other rider I'm looking at, uh-huh. and this is to start our company, is Jeremy McGrath. Oh yeah, yeah, ninety three. Okay. You were a Cinesalo, right? Yep. Okay, Jeremy's riding peak Honda, right? right. I'm, I'm doing Mitch's advertising uh, and and. Um, and design stuff, yep. and so I know, I knew, and I knew Jeremy through Malcolm. I don't know him real well. Same thing. He kind of knows who I am. Yep, yep. Um, I'm not saying we're hanging out, but right, yeah. So, so well, it's it's the start of the 250 season. He's moving up, and he doesn't have a contract. He doesn't have a deal. And Honda picks him up, but again, nobody. I mean, Jeremy's fast, but you know, my, my genius, my genius, I, I'm going, ah, he's probably a top 10. Two yeah. Guy. You're mean, like, I like chicken. I think chicken's got a future. <laughs> <laughs> how's that for some, how's that for some talent? Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, so I'm thinking this was before the, the, I heard chickens available. I'm thinking, okay, well I'll, I'll make an appointment. So I got an appointment to go see Jeremy. I do what I do. I draw up a whole you know, set yep. up a gear yep. and helmet. See, for me, it's like my best sales pitch is here's what the boots look like. Here's, right, right. Here's what your, you know, your bell helmet, if we custom painted, it matches this. And here's the gear. And it's the gear you're talking about. Really bright colors. I've got the stuff to match the Honda. I'm going to sell him that this is the best looking stuff going. Uh-huh. You know, and we'll see what we can do. But but he just still doesn't have a, he still doesn't have a ride, a, an apparel ride. Right. Then I, so I get then I get the word on chicken. So I go back to the drawing board and change everything out to yellow, and <laughs> and and go make the appointment with with uh, chicken and do that deal instead. So uh, how the much rest is history? And, and the next week, Cinesalo Bob Rathcamp called Jeremy up and did the deal with Cinesalo, and that uh, was that. Oh damn! You could have had extreme being a Supercross champion. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine if we'd come out of the gate with Jeremy and he wins the next seven straight Supercross? I know. Um, hey, it does You know, in retrospect, a lot of people have said Chicken was is such a wild card, and he was such a character that they're going. You know what? You probably got more coverage from Chicken than yeah. Jeremy. You know, it's like uh, what he was. You, he was definitely the 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 right guy to wear the extreme brand. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What did you remember? Do you remember what you paid him? What was the first contract he had? Gosh. Gosh, I don't. It wasn't. I mean, I want to say like thirty grand. Yeah, probably like thirty, right? For, yeah, the, yeah. for the year, that yep. sounded about right for that time frame. Bill, again, Bill would know better than I do. Yep. Um, I don't know if Chicken remembers, but oh, Chicken, yeah, does, there's no chance Chicken remembers. There's zero chance. <laughs> I uh, I built a 1990. It was a. It, that was a factory contract. It wasn't a radical deal. No, but that was fair. That was fair money. I mean, I'm not saying. We cheated him. I'm saying that. No, was, no, yeah, no, that know. was it. Uh, I built a 1990. Yeah, that was the deal. I built a 90 KX250 for Chicken to ride, and I brought it out. And he came out to the milestone, and and I'm like, Chicken, here it is. And he's like, That's an 89. And I'm like, No, Chicken, this is a 90. He's like, No, nope, that's an 89. And uh, and I'm like, No, no, trust me. He's like, I, I didn't, I, I didn't like that. I love my 89. And I'm like, Nope, this is the. I'm like, Chicken, you don't even remember what bike you rode, so there's no chance he remembers the contract. There's no way, um, but oh, that's interesting. So okay, so chicken's your guy, and and then Kyle, uh, Clark Jones, I guess, gets a team deal with you guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Clark Clark had a had a friend who had a, some um, Sizzler. Um, yep. 
Sizzler um, franchises that was a total total moto guy, total moto head, gearhead that wanted to help. And uh, same thing. I don't have the money. We don't have the. You know, we were just hustlers. We were we were scrappy. We were small, and and we were hungry. And it's like I I I knew Clark from again doing some advertising, doing some work, and it's like, you know, hey. Here's my pitch. I I don't have much money, but I can design your bikes. I can design your team. Okay. I can design your graphics. Yep. I I'll, I will build the ads for your t- for your you know whatever advertising you want to run. You know all yeah. all mutually you know mutually um, um, positive beneficial. Yeah, get, beneficial. You know, I'm going to yeah. get our gear. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to get our gear on the in the ad. You're going to get an ad. We'll co-op our ads together. You know whatever it takes. What yep. do we got to do? Yep. Here's here's what I have to offer. I got here's my my talents. For free, if you know, if we can have yeah, the apparel, yeah. you know. Oh, so it's a. Bill Clark was great, and uh, and he needed what I was, you know, he needed what I was offering. He he didn't have the money to hire an you know an ad guy or a designer. Oh, yeah. So it worked out really good. I mean, I remember that. And do you remember at the time they were doing those big body panels? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, was it Rhino? Skin? Uh, what was that thing called? I think it was Rhino Skins. Yeah, for a while. I thought it was Rhino Skins. <laughs> anyway, and and Jody Jody was really um, a proponent of it at MXA because you know it's going to help build some advertising. You know, build we, what our bikes are really struggling with even today is the kind of visibility mm-hmm. yep. that you know an outside sponsor wants to spend money for. Yep. And we were really working hard as an industry. You know, like we were talking about, we're talking about the peak. Excuse me. <clears throat> the Peak team, the PJ One team. You know, we had the Great Western team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there's outside people looking. The sport is going going off, and you know. So this, I thought, what a great opportunity for us to try this out with Sizzler. Yeah. Um, now they, I don't think they actually ran them before. No, I, mean, we, I don't think they ever put did. them in a couple of ads. Yeah. Yep. And they had them in the pits, which were beautiful. I mean, they were. If you remember the paint, they were awesome-looking bikes. With the Nolan colors were purple and blue and red. Yeah. So it had a lot to work with to start with. Um, yeah, if you, and you think about it, too. Uh, Larry Ward wore your stuff to second in the series behind Jeremy uh, second one year. in the series, yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of people – we ran an ad because a lot of people didn't realize that. It's like Larry – again, Jeremy gets everything, all the exposure. Yeah. But Larry, Larry set some records. I yeah. mean, that, can you imagine today a privateer – Finishing second in the Supercross series? No, no, I mean, it was yeah, it was, that was that was big. It really, was it really, really was. Big. Yeah, it was a huge deal back then. If people and and also Larry losing a factory ride and getting a one back was a big deal. Like people didn't do that uh, back exactly. then. You know? you, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, much like Jimmy Button. Right, much right. Like Jimmy Button. Yeah. No, and and we again that fit perfectly into our whole our whole philosophy direction uh, that we're the working class guys. You know, yeah. it's like hey, we're we're the privateers guys. You, you know, they're the factory guys, and we're all the privateer guys. And Larry, of course, fit that perfectly. And, man, the results he got. I mean, it was the first time anybody, a uh, privateer, had scored that high. Oh, yeah. I mean, a record for the highest-scoring privateer, record for the most wins or, or highest. I mean, a lot, there were several records. I don't remember what they were. But, man, second overall in a Supercross series as a privateer. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, and even you get the ch- – you. You keep chicken for '94 when he rides Yamaha's again. You keep him for another year. So, right now, yeah. now, 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 chicken's got you know. Now he's hungry because he's the big money's gone. Yeah, and and I don't mean big money from us. I mean yeah, the, yeah. They got paid good. I mean the riders still made good money from the factories. They just didn't get the kind of money from apparel and you know and apparel sponsors and yep. side sponsors like they do today. But, no, can uh, you some of the apparel yeah. stuff for the big guys? It's eight hundred thousand to a million dollars a year for apparel. 
Oh, it's insane now. Yeah. Well, we joked about it. It's been years, but we joked about it ten years ago that a you know a, a top ten, uh, you know an out, a, an outside the top ten, you know two fifty guy was more money than we spent for the entire season with all the guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and I think it's great. I mean, good for them. Right. It's, it's awesome that the sport's gone there, but man, it it, it makes it to do what we had yeah. done at the time is impossible today that's for sure uh you know for me going in me going in trying to barter oh, dude <laughs> barter for the advertising dollars to, yeah you know, to yeah pay for the team you're like hey yeah, i'll draw your ads they're like yeah we don't care <laughs> you're still yeah, exactly. you're still six hundred thousand dollars short <laughs> exactly. It's five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll knock off a grand off your off the we'll price. Take a grand off, and you write the check. Exactly. Um, uh, before we hit record here, we were talking about the PJ One team, and you mentioned them. And I worked on that team with Kalos and Keeney, and of course, Button was the big star. He's coming back from Europe, and it was a sort of a, a PJ One thing. It was sort of a, a, um, a Burnsville Yamaha deal as well. And I th- hey, those like, guys stepped up. Yeah. But was it a little bit to do? Did you have a, uh, I guess, a piece of that team, or like, was it a big? Were you a big part of starting that team? I always felt like, oh, and again, we, we were. The, okay, we we it was our deal, absolutely. Okay, because no, yeah, was, when I I never met another one. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like I'm on the team, I'm working on the team. I I joined it halfway through the year, and I'm hearing about how Dale and Extreme this and Dale this, and and I'm like. I've never seen the guy. I don't don't know anybody about it, but I understood that you had a big say in that team. <laughs> so oh well, it, well it's, it's exactly what we're talking about. It yeah. is the Nolene team. We're going. We're going. Okay. Well, it's it it all fits in what I was just telling you too. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kenny Jones. It was probably Kenny. Maybe Mitch. Yep. Maybe both. Talk to Jeremy. Jeremy and and Jimmy are really good friends. Right. Right. So Jeremy is is looking out for his friend. Going. Hey, Jimmy's sick of Europe. He doesn't want to be in Europe. He wants to come home. Um, and so I think we're at a photo shoot with Jeremy at, for Pro Circuit. Or, or again, I'm, or, or maybe it's coming from KJ, the photographer, right, right. Who, knows, who knows Jeremy a lot better than I do. And it says, um, Jimmy, Jimmy wants to be back in the States. He needs a ride. You know, he's fast. He's, he's one of the top guys. And I remember Jimmy from before he left for Europe. You know, it's yep. like, heck yeah. So, so, again, that start. wait a minute. If I can get... If I can get Jimmy a ride, mm-hmm. if we can get him a bike and get him to all the races. He'll wear extreme gear. He he doesn't care. Right. He doesn't care what the what the deal is. He just needs a deal. He needs a bike at each event and a and a team. And it's like, okay, yeah. where do we start? Okay. And I think at the time there was the relationship with PJ One. Yeah. With through Jimmy. Jimmy's right? Jimmy's um, ex wife, I think, right. Yeah, at yep. the time, yep. exactly. Yeah, Jimmy's so, one at the time. So yeah. I meet with I meet with PJ, who I met before through Malcolm. Again, all this stuff it gives you such a, you know, a great opportunity to to talk to people. So so you know because of the Jim, Jimmy's relationship there, PJ is open to it. Going okay, that'd, that'd be a good thing. And the, you know, a lot of outside people are trying to sponsor teams. I show him again. That's what I do. So I go to work. I've designed the truck. I designed the, yeah. the bike, the gear, the whole okay. thing. I present it to PJ and say, hey, you know, are, what do you think? It'll be the PJ1 Extreme team. And he's going, well, it looks pretty good. I mean, okay. Again, talking about those rhino skins, I'm doing everything I can to make sure PJ1 is, you know, you're going to see it from the stand. Yeah. Supercross. Yeah. You know, so these bikes are going to be yellow and black, and we're doing this up right. 
um, anyway, we just, man, we went to work. And I mean, when I say we, I mean the, the team at Extreme, we're on the phones. We are burning up the phones. Yeah, yeah. We're calling, we're calling anybody and everybody. And I'm really proud of that team. That was that was awesome. I mean, everybody stepped up. It looked Man, good. We got everybody. It looked we good. had everything covered. I mean, from literally from NGK for a spark plug, you know, to Wiseco for the piston. I mean, we had we had White Brothers filters. Since I'm looking at, I've got the. Uh, I'm not doing this from memory. I found the uh, one of the tear off um, autograph sheets. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like Atomic 22 stepped up big with the titanium. Yeah, they were. And then, so, and then Burnsville Yamaha, man, those guys. So we, we had a dealer, you know, out of all the people we approached, they said, we'll do it if Yamaha will give us bikes. And because it was Jimmy, Yamaha, said, Yamaha sure. gave them bikes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and you said that's your favorite look from the years? Well, just because, I mean, yeah. we did some beautiful bikes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think the Nolene bike and the Great Western team, we did some good stuff. But man, I just thought that that yellow black was so powerful. It was, yeah. Um, and 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 it helped as a designer to have a logo that's PJ one. I mean, three letters. Yeah. Man, I could get those things giant <laughs> on the shroud of the bike, you know. Uh, so that I, was a real advantage. I still have a complete sticker kit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That I got, that I got who from. Did, who did that? Did Seat do the sticker kit? Who did the sticker kit? I I was thinking did. did I think Ronald Seat did. Yep. No, I think Seat did. Yeah. Okay, because yep. I know I know we've got them on board as a sponsor for the seats, so that yep. would make sense. Yeah, yeah. That so I still have sense, a complete but... sticker kit. Uh, it's all it's getting folding up. It's folding up at the edges, but I I, I, sh- I need to f- figure that out. But it, <laughs> it, and I was always pissed. I told you too because Button had a black tank from a Cherubies in, in Italy. Right, right. And uh, my rider Keeney, and then went later on Kalos after Keeney fired me. Um, <laughs> Uh, we the, the the tanks were blue, and we would sticker them with black mac right. tack over top, and it would, fe- it would bubble and peel off. And then, so I was always pissed because Button's bike looked with the black tank; it looked great. But Stock Yamaha had blue tanks that year, and uh, yeah, but yeah. but they were still. It was such a good look. I look at photos of that, and Jimmy, mostly Jimmy, um, you know, he did really good that year. And man, it looked good. His he helmet, did great. helmet looked he good. Did great, yeah. Yeah. and he earned a factory ride. I was yep. really proud of that too. I mean, I felt I felt like at least I had a little bit to do with that. But I mean, we just worked really hard. And again, we're working so hard because it's getting our brand out there. People yeah. are thinking, you know, that we're paying top dollar for these fat, these top riders, and basically we're just working our butts off. We don't we're not coming up with money, but we're yeah. burning up the phone and getting everybody to step up. And that, so, was, that was a neat one. That was a really cool one. And and you were you're right. Talking about those bikes. We did the black plastic on the front half, yeah, and the yellow, and then the white plastic on the back, yeah, and the yellow seats, and then did the frames come white that year? Or uh, were they black? You know, or frames blue. Frames came white, I believe, that year. Okay, because because that's the part that works. So the only yeah. part that, that didn't fit was the blue tank, and right. like you said, Jimmy got the, and he got the. Was it? Was it tie that whole subframe uh, from yeah, Yamaha? Yeah, yeah, it was a tie subframe. So yeah, yeah Jimmy yeah. got the titanium subframe from Yamaha and and all the good works parts because again once he started getting results, yeah, I mean, yep. they, clearly he was one of the guys. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a, it was a good look. It was strong. Did now so like for for the the Great Western Bank guys or or Clark Clark's Nolene team or the PJ One team. So you're not you're, extreme is not putting out any cash for this, just supplying product. Well, well, a little bit, but okay. not a lot. Yeah, I mean, not that, a lot. Nothing yeah. compared. You know, like right. if I could, if I could, I, I I'm trying to trade out 100. percent If I yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I'm taking whatever I can do. 10, 20, you know, 50, 75. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the <laughs> on the on the PJ one thing, we didn't pay anything. I mean, we we had to come up with the gear, obviously. Right, but right. we what we worked the whole thing. Yeah. We were we were the 
the general contractor, if you will. So it was all on us to, to get all that in the works. Are you, all those other players stepped up to help make that possible. How's so this, that, that, again, that was an awesome, awesome program. How's the sales at this point? How, how are we doing with sales? Oh, we were rocking. Our yeah. biggest challenge was, was supply. Because like I said, we're still trying to make stuff here in the States. Right. And we're struggling. And so, no, our, our biggest, we were our own worst enemy. Because <laughs> we had just gone overseas yeah. and just made the, you know, which we did years later. And, and then, but, you know, dealers liked us. Consumers liked the product. But we're, we're struggling with supply. Right. But, no, we did good. We oh. did really well. And, again, the, the T-shirts had already built our brand as a recognizable brand in the marketplace. Yep. So when we came with the gear, it wasn't like an yeah. introduction. They're they're going. Well, where have you been? So, um, yeah, no, it was really good. Again, numbers wise, I'd have to right. I'd have to but, defer to Bill. But but no, we were doing great. We were we were fat and happy. We we're having fun. We're we're seeing our gear out there. I mean, we, for our from our perspective, it's like, man, we're on top of the world. You think about Nolene, PJ One, and and Great Western, and you had that's a hell of a roster. You know what I mean? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We had ten. We had ten riders in the twenty rider main event and an A one. Really? Oh wow! That Holy year, shit! That year. Wow. You ready for this? I I I I remember them off the top of my head. We had the the PJ one. So for the PJ one, we had um, Jimmy Button and yep. and Sean Kalos. But but they that team wasn't built yet. That was the next year. So the first year we had Sizzler Nolene. That was Larry Ward, yep. Larry Brooks, and Kyle Lewis, right? Yep. Great Western had Denny Stevenson, Buddy Antonez, and Davey Castillo. KTM, do you remember KTM? Yeah, you, to make yeah, yeah. We had, you remember the riders? Demant Antonio Meridio. Antonio, Jeff, well done. Yeah. And then we had a couple of privateers. And one of our privateers, I can't remember the other one, one of our private, maybe you remember, if you remember Jeff and Tony, the, the, um, one of our riders won the last chance qualifier. Do you remember his name? No. No, I have to go back. Suzuki, on a Suzuki rider, Chris Young. Oh, Chris Young. Chris, 102. Chris, 102. Chris Young, 102. One, and, and Chris was awesome. We, we had all our team there. We're in the stands, and Chris stands up on the thing and he goes, first thing out of his mouth, I like to thank the guys at Extreme. And it's like, it was, it was like, oh, man, that made the whole evening worthwhile. It was so cool. You, uh, he's, a, he's a young guy struggling, yep. and he's, he's looking for all the help he can get. Sure. You know, he's just happy that we stepped up and sent him some gear with those numbers on them you know it's like the times have changed but and i remember he said he said baby needs new shoes <laughs> was, they were talking about him, him winning the winning the getting in the main event and making right. some money um and, and then you had ty davis and larry rossler on the off-road side of things well, right that that's that yep. goes back to the malcolm days yep. and and kenny jones and and knowing all the guys and so yeah i knew ty from Gosh, from way back, at, you know, from the beginning, he started with Malcolm. And so, and Larry and Ty was just starting off road, and Larry's the king at the time, but Larry wanted to do another, another scrap. Um, Larry wanted to start his own LR Racing to sell off-road products. Okay, yeah. So I did a, I did him up a jersey that said, "Hey, I'll, here's what I'll do. I can't pay you what you know what Thor or these guys can pay you, but I can make you LR Racing gear. So your gear will say LR Racing to promote your new company." And he's going, "Okay, that sounds reasonable." <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so man, that's how we did deals like that. And uh, Rex Staten was was the 
was the what is that vet world champion? Yeah, vet world champion, sure, yeah. Well, he's riding for race. He's riding for race tech. So, so you know, he yeah. needs a jersey. So right. we got we we know we jumped out of the gate. Man, it was very cool. Yeah. We jumped out of the gate with all these off road guys, dude. Here, Paul Krause. Here, Paul Krause won Baja. Here's where it went wrong, though, Dale. So I worked for a guy named Ty Birdwell. After the PJ1 team, I went for a guy named Ty Birdwell out of Oregon. Uh, number 87 and number 88. National number, no, sorry, number 88 and number 89, two years in a row. And you guys were awesome. Don't get me wrong. But maybe this is where things <laughs> went sideways. You gave him so much gear. I, I You gave me so much gear. Like, I asked for gear. Who was the rep back then? I don't even remember who you had at the races or, or what happened, but. <laughs> uh, Bill would know because he yeah. handled all the reps. Right. So I, I said, hey, I'm greaseball privateer mechanic, but I would like some gear. And I had three or four sets. <laughs> and Birdwell had like 800 sets, it seemed like, of extreme gear. You guys definitely took care of everybody with plenty of gear. So Okay, now yeah. that, that's funny, though. I, I don't know who our rep was, yeah. but he wasn't, talking, he wasn't talking to me because – because I was such a cheapskate. Were you? <laughs> and, and maybe still am. Okay, here's my story. You ready for this? Yeah. I mean, I'm the one. I'm the one pulling Larry Ward aside uh, around the side of the box van at Nolene, telling him to stop giving away jerseys. He said, "I pull up to the Supercross in Anaheim, and some kids walking out of the parking lot. I mean, this is before practice. <laughs> some kids walking out of the parking lot with a Larry Ward jersey on. Oh, it's like, that's funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa." I mean, and that's that's back in the day when literally we're sending them over to our T-shirt guy to silk screen on those names and numbers. Right. This is costing us money. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I was so always I'm like, I'm the guy who yeah. pulls Larry aside. Larry's running second in the Supercross series. We're paying him nothing, and I'm pulling him aside, telling him he can't give away jerseys. And my, that and that probably didn't go over what? well with Larry, by the way. That wouldn't go over well with you Larry. Think? Yeah. You think? Oh. Yeah. You know Larry. Yeah. yeah. Go over about as well as with chicken. Okay. Here was my plan. And again, <laughs> by today's standards, you would absolutely laugh at it. I mean, by today's standards, where guys get what? I mean, they they probably get a a, a bigger bag load full of gear for every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Here was my plan with your jersey. You run. You run the uh, heat race. And then you run semi, and if you don't fall, you run the main event. Okay, <laughs> and that's and that. Okay, now that jersey gets used for practice next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, then you then you run your heat race or semi if necessary, and then you get a new jersey for the main. Oh, okay? that's funny. Then that jersey that you ran, and I'm not kidding you. Then there's, I wrote this up. Then in your next race. That jersey that you ran in practice, you can use for your um, weekday practice jersey. That wouldn't go so, so over so this, well now, nowadays, Dale. <laughs> I had this rotating jersey schedule, and it was much, much tougher for pants. Right. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I remember going like, there's so. We had baggy stuff. You guys made baggy stuff. We had some of that. Yeah. And yeah. no one wore yep. it. And I was just like, yep. we got so much extreme gear. It was just. Oh, now um, the baggy stuff. Now the baggy stuff I could appreciate because that did not sell. That did not happen for yeah, us. So, yeah. But and the, well, the whole thing didn't really take off. Didn't really go anywhere. No. But um, but, oh, but, uh, but uh, no, the other stuff. The other stuff. 
I would have I would have lit up whoever gave it to you because we were we, we were literally working out rotating patterns with our factory guys. Oh, that's funny. Um, and also too, factory Phil wore extreme that year and, and killed it. Yes, also, yes, yeah, Warren. yeah, yeah. Well, Phil was on the Great Western team. Yep, yeah, yep. I, that's right. I forgot Phil. He was. Oh, he killed it that Phil year. Was Phil was killing it exactly, right. man. Between man, between us having Larry Ward and then the, or the year before Phil Lawrence, then Larry Ward, then then Jimmy. Yeah, man, we yeah. were we were absolutely we were the top privateer every single weekend. Uh, at some point, you guys come and up if with. You a ch- remember Larry Brooks was a whole shot. Oh yeah, well that one year, man. everyone on Yamaha is whole shot the shit out of everything. Exactly. Chicken. I got I yeah. got pictures. I got pictures of Kyle Lewis. Larry Ward, Larry Brooks, and Chicken, Chicken. And all four going in the first turn. Yeah, was, with those Yamahas, it's like it was crazy. Um, did it? It must have been pretty cool for you. At, like you just you just talked about and you just recapped all these great successes and all these riders and these iconic guys. At some point, you're just sitting back going, "This is this is fucking cool." <laughs> <laughs> well, especially you know because we're such enthusiasts. I mean, yeah, we're loving going to you know when we're down. In, when we were down in Carlsbad, you know, when the Supercross is at San Diego, we're inviting everybody we know. Come on, we got to do. You got to do a, a Supercross night. Yeah, everybody's got to go to Anaheim and then to San Diego and then back to Anaheim. But yeah, no, we were having. It was really fun. It was. Uh, it was really neat. Um, at some point, you made helmets, right? You branched into chest protectors and helmets. Yeah, you know, about the time, um, about the time when we weren't the originator, of course. I think I think Answer did it first. A couple different, couple different. Couple, um, different guys did the, um, like KBC and a couple of those uh-huh. companies, HJC would do a helmet for you. And we saw that and thought, Hey, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. I mean, we, I, I, I certainly didn't create it, but, um, no, we went to KBC who had, I think made it for answer at the time yep. and they, they were great. So yeah, yep. we've got a Snell approved DOT, Snell approved shell, fiberglass shell. And you know, you do the graphics and yep. you know, it's um, all yours. You, you can pick out a visor and a mouth vent and, you know, I wasn't designing anything. Yeah. But, yep. but the graphics. But no, we were. We had a real home run with that that helmet. Oh uh, yeah. So oh, it's so, really good. Oh, it did well then. It did well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it did really good. Right again, right out of the gate. It, right. It, it did really good. Um, what what was something that didn't work for you? You mentioned the baggy gear. Was that something that comes to mind, or was there another product that you you know you just saw flounder yeah, on the shelf? Well, the, the baggy gear for sure, but that really wasn't us. I think that one just. You know, it didn't really have a it didn't really have a, a market. But uh, no, I think we tried to do um, again. We, maybe we're getting too big for our britches, but everybody's you know extreme is the is the has now become the generic term for everything action sports. Yeah, and so and we were getting pulled in a lot of different directions, which can be a good thing. But we didn't we didn't really have the means. But mm-hmm. we were getting pulled in um, in watercraft, so. And we actually did pretty well there. We did some life vests. Okay. Uh, the other stuff, you know, life vests is all anybody buys. We did we did wetsuits and other stuff, but you know, all mm. we really sold were the vests. But they did real well with the brand because again, uh, you know, the, in my opinion, we had the best looking designs. And then um, you know, the logo and the look and the brand, it was a natural fit. But one of the things we tried to do was bicycle because the mountain bike thing was just oh, okay. Yeah. And I think we could have really. I think we could have really grown there, but completely different sales force, yeah. completely different different dealer network, and we just didn't have the we did not have the means to get there. So, so we tried a little bit and went for a little while, and mm-hmm. then just kind of let it go away. Like the you, watercraft, 
Watercraft was easy because it sold through the same dealer network. So, you know, the same reps are talking to the same sure, guy. Sure. But bicycle was a whole different game. You know, uh, Scott made, Scott makes gear forever, and they, they made it in Europe, and they brought it over to America, and it failed badly, and it, it caused a lot of issues with their distributors that, that, that owned gear at the time. Uh, sometimes Liot right now, the Liot's making all this stuff, and and and, that, and that's only a couple of brands. I, I, probably people listening to this get pissed off, but my point is is that sometimes brands like stop being greedy, do what you do and do it well, right? I I, I think that's a mistake a lot of companies make in business. Oh, absolutely, and and, and you can only do so much. I mean, right. again, you, you try and spread out too wide. Like that was a good example because we couldn't possibly, we couldn't build a you know a, a bicycle network yeah. of sales yeah. reps and 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 so forth. So no, I mean that was definitely a good example of of that. And I think it was us. Like we never did boots. And again, I think. You know, Alpine Stars and CD were the were doing such a good job at the mm-hmm. time, that, and and it would have created a whole another headache for yeah. us to deal yeah. with. Again, talk talk about fighting the fight. Now, if you want to get a rider, you got to go after taking him away from somebody else. Right. Um, where you know the the gear was just the gear. Same thing with the helmet. While we did a helmet, we never we we weren't fighting. I mean, we're not going to go. Yeah. And try and compete with Bell. You know, it's like we, Jimmy Button had a Bell contract. We're not about to. Yeah. Say, oh no, he's going to wear our helmet. I mean, that right. you know, we weren't there. So. Um. What What product killed it for you? What do you, What What you sell a ton of? Is there something that comes? Uh, t-shirts. T-shirts. T-shirts, 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 just t-shirts, t-shirts, and more t-shirts. Yeah. Did I mention t-shirts? <laughs> t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> and funny. Some, some, of course, way more than others, but all good. I mean, yeah. I can't. I mean, I don't even. I mean, every now and then we'd have a toad, but it, it still sell great. We just wouldn't renew it. You know. It's yeah. Like, we had a we had a, a, a system, like I said, we we're going to introduce a new one every month. Well, at the end of the year, you got twelve new designs. What are you going to do? Well, you got to sit down and you got to start cutting them loose. And that was always the tough one because it's like some of them. Right. That was a good problem to have is when they're we're doing so well that you don't you know why would you drop it? It's, everybody still wants it, so um, that was fun. I just opened up an MXA in front of me here, and uh, I, I pulled out to catalog, and you got one. It's equipment is everything. There's a chick in a bikini on a quad. Uh, exactly. No more. Always wear a helmet. No yeah. more excuses. We're going riding. Uh, a couple of bikes in a, in a truck. Uh, yeah, yeah, very popular. Um, yeah. Lucky Punk road race one. Uh, street yeah. bike stuff. Yeah, it's just good stuff. Um, so, what was sort of the beginning of the end, or what was the downfall of Extreme in your eyes? You know, the biggest challenge again, the motorcycle industry is a rep-driven business, dealer to dealer. Um, you can go dealer direct. I mean, you go dealer direct or distributor direct, and some companies do both. And nowadays, with with um, online sales, you can do all three. You can go consumer direct, but in the business to business, you know, you need you need sales reps or you need a distributor and and we were always dealer direct, but man, keeping keeping a constant sales force yep. that can that can work for you is a challenge. I mean, yeah. it's a challenge for those guys out there working. And, and don't get me wrong, they work their butts off. And there's lots of really good reps, and we had them. But you know, it just I think probably you know we started rustling some feathers again as soon as we made apparel. Yep. Uh, one of the first steps that happened was Axo made all of their sales reps employees. Oh yeah. And it's yep. like. Well, as an employee, I, they were okay with that T-shirt stuff on the side, but yep. they're not okay with that gear on the side. Right, so right, right. You, you, you will stop selling extreme <laughs> gear. It's like, 
damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. And then the next guys do it. And then the, then the next guys do it. And then, you know, Parts Unlimited says, you know what? No more selling that extreme stuff. And it's like, oh, that one hurt. You yeah. Know? And then the, yeah. Yeah. And then pretty soon, you know, you, your sales force out there is down to nothing. And, and you're trying to get the new guy coming up. And, you know, he's struggling to make a yeah. living because it's a tough way to make a living. And, Dude, I would never. Anyway. Nowadays with, the, with Tucker, Parts, and WPS. Exactly. You you have. I mean, Troy's done a good job. You know, he's done a great job. But 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 holy shit, is that tough? Is that a tough market without without being exactly without being one of those distributors? Exactly. Yeah. Well, but to be in with one of those guys, I mean, they have their brands, and yep. I totally I totally appreciate and respect that. That's yep. why they did it. I yep. mean, they have their they have their in house brands that they drive. So if I came in and said, "Hey, I've got this," you know, this extreme gear, they're going to go, "Well, that's great, but we've got ours." Yeah, so, yeah, beat it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, for I mean, sure. Or, or worse, or worse, they'll say, "Sure, we'll take that on." Right. But, you know, it, they're not going to do anything with it, and 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 rightly so. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. No, it, it's a big challenge. No, so, I know, right? You no, know, we 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 were looking at that, and it's like, okay, it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. We were so fortunate out of the gate. Um, but it's getting harder, and the cost is going through the roof. To well, again, great thing for the riders, but it makes it really tough to play um, at the at the current yep. prices of things. Um, our distributor in Canada, Motovan, yep. was looking to expand into the U.S., and they wanted to be, or their plan um, was at the time to be. You know, uh, they're one of the biggest players in Canada. They're they are the parts and limit in Canada. Yeah. Um, and their plan was to be, you know, competitive with uh, the big distributors here in the states. So one of the vehicles for doing that is your own your own in-house product line. Uh-huh. So they were a really strong distributor for us in Canada and putting us on a lot of their sponsored riders and stuff. We were working together, and they came to us to uh, buy the brand and make it become their house brand. And at the same time, they were going to pick up multiple distributors here in the states. Um, and acquire them or, or yeah. absorb them in or, or, or partner with them. Right. Anyway, a good plan, looked good, made sense for us, made sense for them. Unfortunately, you know, right after we did the, the deal, the market crashed. And so really, really took the... Oh, so did the, you end up selling it, though? You did sell it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, we did sell it to Motovan. Oh, yeah. so Dale, you got, all, you got away from cash then. Sweet. Yeah, no, no, it worked out great and great guys. I mean, what yep. a what a great team at Motovan. It reminded me of the early Malcolm days. I mean, really good guys, really dedicated to right. motorcycling. I mean, they they you know their story from the beginning is much like Malcolm starting at the beginning of the sport in Canada. They they, they were the guys. They are the guys, but. It just didn't. I, I felt really bad for them. They honored everything in our agreement. Just great, like I said, great guys to work with. Unfortunately, you know, it just didn't happen. And wow. and they had the, you know, they their whole expansion, like so many people in oh eight, oh nine, oh ten, you know, any yeah. any expansion, just oh yeah, like, forget that. We, we got to survive. We yep. got to survive this recession. So yeah. they pulled everything back, and uh, and I totally understandable. Again. I, you know, it's just really bad timing. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough tough run for the industry there for for a few years. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, was there a uh, what's your favorite moment? What do you look back on uh, at this brand you built and uh, all these cool things you did? Like you said, ten privateers in Anaheim and all these factory riders and teams and. I mean, was there a favorite yeah, I moment? I don't think ever. I don't think anybody will ever be able to do that at Anaheim. But again, even at the power days of Fox or JT or AXO, man, that was pretty crazy. But you know what? I have to say, it was just such a fun ride for, gosh, for the 
we, it was like a 20-year run for us. Yeah. And the first, well, I mean, all of it was so much fun. My partner and I, Bill, I mean, we enjoyed every minute of it. And, you know, again, when you're doing something in the industry you love, mm-hmm. um, I have to say, um, I don't know if I have a favorite minute, but I, but I have to say one of the most fun was right in the heart of it. And um, we went to the Vegas Supercross. Okay. And we'd go every year and, and you know, make a, make a run out of it uh-huh. with family and friends. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, and we got riders there, and obviously. And uh, I remember pulling into the, the parking lot, and we're driving through the parking lot, and there are extreme stickers. I, I swear there's an extreme sticker on every truck. And it's like, holy crap. And then we, then we walk in, and, of course, it's Vegas, so it's, you know, it's 90 degrees out, and everybody's wearing T-shirts. And it's like... Every other T-shirt's an extreme T-shirt. It's like, yeah. hey, there's, there's, yeah. she's leaving. There's, there's, a, she can have the rest of the house. There, and it was that was pretty entertaining. That was pretty cool. That's yeah, like, no, absolutely, right? It's pretty. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, they were cool. Even just the logo, just the X and everything else. Um, did you, did you think? Did you run into battles with MXA and the sensor, or did you just accept it? Was it was it ever? I mean, no, you know what? It, it's that's not the fight to fight. You know, it's like it's like okay. I mean, at the time, I was probably a little more, <laughs> a little less uh, laid back than I am today. But I mean, at the time, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what? Then we won't run those. We won't run those shirts in MXA. No problem. Yeah, yeah, Racer yeah. X will run them. Right, you know, it's right, like right. that's why we got Racer X, so yeah. we can. You know, they don't have a problem with it, so. We'll run it Racer X and for the stuff for MXA, and it would never really was a problem. I mean, they weren't going to run it. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's okay. Um, I, I was thinking that you guys came up with the big doubles, no trouble shirt, but that wasn't you. That was no, 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 that no. was not us. No, the, the, no, and that was a very popular. It shirt. was, it was. Yeah, when I, that uh, was everywhere, and it's so funny because we were the T-shirt guys. Everybody just assumed that. Yeah, was I us. know, like, I know. No, that wasn't us, but that was a good design. Thirteen-year-old <laughs> Steve Mathis. Yeah, thirteen-year-old Steve Mathis was like, "What is that?" Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, Oh man, uh, really cool to uh, to have you on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. Dale Davis uh, brought to you by Alpine Stars, Maxis, and the guys at Slick Wash, of course. Um, you really should have signed McGrath, Dale. You really should have done that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, man, that's that's funny. So, do you still go to the races? Do you still go to the races now, or do you watch them on TV? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, now with this with the six D guys, I mean, yep. everything's you know everything's. Just a uh, just a blast every weekend. I mean, we came out of the gate with Tomac and the Geico team, and you know that was that was what a ride that was. Yeah, yeah. Man, same thing. Same thing. We had Bogle. We've had Bogle win the championship. We had uh, we had um, Malcolm. Malcolm uh, would have won. Yeah, yeah, we had Stewart win the win the championship. We had Tomac win. You know, had we, it's just been. It's just been a fun ride, so and and just a huge, huge opportunity. I I just so appreciative to to work with these guys. What an awesome team! And I tell you, in all the years working in design and uh, to work with the 6D team now in something that you know, I mean, we we're making T-shirts, which is a lot of fun, but it's just a T-shirt. I mean, <laughs> this, this 6D helmet is, yeah. is you know is changing the industry and and for the better. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I said at the beginning. It's making a difference. I'm stoked at all these helmet companies. Yes, they're expensive for the average guy. I'm not going to lie. You know, they they are expensive for for a working class man, but uh, I'm stoked that all these helmet companies are really looking at a helmet and redesigning them. And by 
by the tests that I see, making a difference, making a difference, you know, which is awesome. Absolutely so, making yeah. a difference. And, and we're seeing stuff that you're not seeing. And it is amazing. I mean, yeah. the difference is amazing. And you know what? Again, it's expensive, but man, I, I don't know how else to, you know. I know. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's the kind of thing you can't. Uh, and if we can make it cheaper, we will. And we're working on the technology. We, I don't do any of the technology stuff. I only do the fun stuff like we talked about. I'm, I just get to do the graphics and the, yeah, yeah. And the colors. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm telling you, the technology side of it is amazing. And, and if, you know, their, their hearts, they're all about making it a better, safer sport and for us and for kids. And if, you know, if they can make it cheaper to get more people in it, that's what they'll do. But, yep. man, it's, it's making a difference. And just to say... As a designer, what I started to say was, you know, like the, the ATR1, the ATR2, um, even the ATS, the street one, I got to work from a clean sheet of paper and, and say, Bob sat down with me and said, what's the future of a helmet look like? You know, what's, what's the next helmet look like? And what's, you know, to, from a designer's perspective, there's nothing better. Yeah, I mean, there is, yeah, it's awesome, there right? Is yeah. Nothing, <laughs> yeah, to just be looking at a clean sheet of paper and going, all right, what's my whole life in motorcycling and I get to design a helmet it's like man couldn't be more fun well cool man uh thanks for the time uh really cool era in moto that you uh started extreme in and uh and went through and lived and uh I think I think like I said low-key underrated brand for the look uh, oh you know what I mean like I said people talk about axo and JT and Fox and everything and I get it but man, your stuff was was like I said under the radar. It looked really sharp, and uh, yeah, thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. Um, so thanks for thanks for the time, Dale. Really appreciate it, man. Ah, my pleasure. It's been a blast, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as the Bad Boy Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbet because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, 
it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. No problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.